Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Welcome to the Women in Tech Weekly Remix episode. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. My name is Ellie Whitby. I run the YouTube channel Ellie Marie TV. Um, it's basically a channel where I have some fun challenge videos, experimental videos. I try and throw quite a bit of comedy in there as well. I'm based in Runcorn in England. I think there are many dimensions to it. I mean, in terms of my own terminology, I think it's just creating videos that I enjoy for an audience. But again, there's so many different avenues. Some people do want to just come into this space for money, which I especially think if you're going on YouTube, you will fail because the amount of time this takes to actually become successful at it, you have to actually be passionate or you will give up. But there's a lot of different routes, like the the social media stars, like TikTokers that have blown up. There's kind of like Instagram models. I think you just have to kind of define clearly what it is, what your goal is, why you're doing it and what exactly you want to do. Talk to us about your channel. What is your channel and what is the theme of the channel? What should we tune into? Yeah, so my channel has been very experimental over the last few years. So I kind of went from short films I was doing while I was in college to some travel videos to then kind of like comedy sketches, music videos. But What I'm really trying to focus on now is I want to try and build a community. I want to try and build an audience. So it's kind of vlog slash challenge based. A lot of what season two is going to be is me kind of of pushing the boundaries, a bit of social experiments and a bit of a dive into like British kind of styles and cultures. Just I'm, I'm obviously a very northern British person. So I think a lot of Americans and other countries are quite interested in British culture and things like that. So a lot of the videos are going to be based around, like, for example, this is a bit of a spoiler. I'm planning on uh, trying to camp overnight outside of the Queen's Palace. So there's like a bit of grass just outside of Buckingham Palace. So I want to try and camp overnight there. So I'm just trying to think of like social experiments, challenges that can do that kind of intrigue people that are kind of interested in England and the UK. 
first of all, I think that that would be terrifying. How do you build <laughs> up that emotional stamina to, I mean, that's terrifying to like camp out yeah. on the patch of grass. How do you have the emotional stamina to do that? I don't always know. I think to do a job like this and to be that style of creator, it does take a bit of crazy. But I think also exposure to that, if you do stuff like that enough, if you carry on doing it, it gets easier. So, you know, before I was doing all the YouTube videos, I started traveling. So I was jumping out of planes and things like that. So, yeah, it does take a bit of crazy, but also just... I've kind of come up with this rule now, especially when I'm making videos. When I get an idea, obviously when I I assess the idea, the pros, the cons, will it be actually safe? Will I get into serious trouble? If I think it's a green light idea and it's just my nerves holding me back, once I get it in my head that I'm doing it, there's no backing out. First time, first try, I do it then. Because otherwise, I won't do it. I'll want to do it again and it'll just drag out and I've just got to do it on the spot. Just get it out of the way with I am Erin Winnick-Anthony. I work as a science communication specialist for NASA, which basically means I am the storyteller for all the science that happens aboard the International Space Station. I am based in Houston, Texas. So I had an internship like every summer. So my first one was I didn't get it at all the traditional places, but I wanted one after my freshman year. So I went at my hometown uh, from Tampa, Florida. I went and found a small local engineering place and made a connection there. And they let me work, you know, a few days a week at minimum wage to be able to just have an internship on my resume and be able to get that experience. I was doing, you know, technical reports for a structural engineering company. So not the most amazing, you know, gig on paper, but I really enjoyed it. And coincidentally, it combined my interests of writing and engineering, even if it wasn't exactly where my career was going. But that gave me the opportunity to be able to have something on my resume to really pitch for the years later. So after that, I found two through the Society of Women Engineers, um, one through my school's career fair. And then the last one, which was actually after I graduated at The Economist in London, it was my first journalism internship, I applied online. So, you know, the way that everyone says <laughs> you never get it, but the one that was probably the most career defining one for me, yeah, just straight submitted an application and it ended up working out. <laughs> wow. Just wow. I think, you know, <laughs> that that cliche quote, like, whether we believe something is possible or we don't believe something is possible, we're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something there you, you know go. talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever you think, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> totally. um, and you were able to get the opportunity. Who is your network now? Like when you run across a problem, would you say it's the management at your company, like at, on your team? Who do you go to when you're looking to climb to the next level and surpass your own abilities? Yeah, I'd say I, have I should two say main your groups. own current abilities. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I have two main groups, and one is probably the network of women in STEM that I have met through Instagram. Um, I do a lot of science communication work on social media on TikTok and Instagram, and I, I have to start saying TikTok now. I'm used to saying Instagram for a while, but mm -hmm. there's some amazing women out there that have just I, I really admire and do such a great job on like whether it's you know finding new gigs to host TV shows or like pushing the boundaries of different forms of science communication. And I've met so many of them 
just purely through posting and interacting with them on there that now when I travel to cities, I feel like I have so many people that I can just go meet up with and have coffee. So that's probably number one. And number two, I would say I actually work at a NASA contractor. So that's one of the things that a lot of people don't know is that the a huge amount of the people that work at NASA actually work at contracting companies. So even though I work on site, you know, at Johnson Space Center, um, I work at a different company. And the community at that company, Barrios Technology, has been pretty, uh, pretty amazing. The communications team that I'm on with, I have two other women that are just totally rocking it. And like they, we all have just such a great like mind meld and, and all of their, the people I go to for sure, whenever I need to run a, a new idea by them need to figure out who I need to go to and within the NASA ranks to try to get something approved or pitch something new. So I think it's a combo of those two. Hey, this is Haley Hamer, a product owner at Healthcare Finance Direct, a healthcare and fintech crossover startup. I'm based in Bakersfield, California. As I kind of alluded to, I am a very stubborn person. And so I don't like to not be good at something. And that can be a a good thing about my character and a character flaw at the same time. You know, I've definitely learned to accept when maybe something isn't my cup of tea, but I was just so motivated to not let that class get the best of me. And on top of that, I was probably one of the women, if not the only one in there. And I was like, forget this. I'm not going to be the girl that goes down. You know, I'm going to stick out and represent, you know, that was another thing. Also, I feel very, wait, Haley, you really, you consciously thought that I remember just thinking, forget all this like boy stuff because all the jokes were so male centric, you know, it was about cars and all the examples were about video games. You were conscious of that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I know. And being, I would think I was 17 years old at the time. I started college at a younger age, just the way my birthday falls. So yeah, it's crazy thinking back. And now, now that I've been in the industry for years, it's a whole thing. It's a whole topic, a whole you know, I spent so much time with my father. He's who was really in tech. So I didn't really see gender like growing up as a little girl sure. because like I went to motocross with my dad and yeah. I was on the computer with my dad and I was like, yeah. I'm just like my dad. Yeah. And, you know, like I think it's really cool that you were like, I'm going to stand for something that young. I'm like, yeah. wow. I don't know. There's something real rad about that. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I've always been told that I'm wise beyond my years. (laughs) Maybe I'm just an old grandma in a 23 year old body, but yeah, I I was super into it. And one other thing I was going to say, I was actually really lucky to have a very good professor who I still keep in contact with to this day. I actually work with him, which is really awesome. Um, and he actually pulled me aside halfway through the semester and was like, Hey, you know, you're really good at this, right? And I needed that because I don't have a lot of self-confidence. I don't think I, at that point, even until he said that, had even thought of pursuing that as a career. But he said, hey, like, you should seriously think about studying this full time. Like, where are you going with math? Like, where do you want there? Because this can give you so much more. And that seriously changed my whole trajectory for my life. I approached that class as just a a checkbox on my path to get my math degree and move on with my life. Right. But he kind of made me take a step back and say, Hey, you don't have to take this 
one road that you foresaw for yourself mm-hmm. since you were what 14 years old i decided i liked math the best and wanted to study that you know he said totally. you know like let's shake that up a little bit let's take a step back and let's kind of realign what we're looking at and what the future is and all the potential that the technology field holds. And I'm so lucky, absolutely lucky that that happened to me because my life would be so different now if he wouldn't have taken the time and the effort and the initiative to pull me aside and say, hey, you can do this. Yeah. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.